We use our phones for everything at this point, and I am absolutely guilty of that. I look up recipes on my phone. I meal plan on my phone. I use my GPS, even though I know where I'm going. (laughs) (laughs) But did you know that you can also use your phone for some sexy me time? Don't worry. Your fantasies are safe with Dipsy. Just don't forget to use your headphones. Dipsy is an app full of hundreds of short, sexy audio stories designed by women for women. They bring scenarios to life with immersive soundscapes and realistic characters. Discover stories about second chance romances, adventurous vacation flings, and hot and heavy hookups. And there's a growing library of fantasy series with vampires, Greek gods, and fairy smut to explore the bounds of your pleasure. New content is released every week, so in between listening to your favorite stories again and again, you can always find something new to explore. They also have soothing sleep stories, wellness sessions, and sexy written stories to read. Let Dipsy be your go-to place to spice up your me time. Explore your fantasies, relax and unwind, or even heat things up with a partner. For listeners of our show, Dipsy is offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash justbreakup. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to dipsystories.com slash justbreakup dipsystories.com slash just break up. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people. And you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Welcome to Just Break Up, the podcast about love, heartbreak, and all the relationship advice you don't want to hear. My name is Sierra DeMolder. And I'm Sam Blackwell. And today we're going to answer a letter from somebody who is worried about growing in separate directions. But before we begin, we just want to give you our Surgeon General's warning, which is that Sierra and I are not licensed mental health practitioners. Correct. We are not professionals. We are not trained in any of this. So please take our advice as you see fit in your life. Um, We are only here to offer our humble musings to hopefully shed some understanding and maybe some laughs about the incredibly rewarding but mostly confusing experience that is love. All right. So because it is a Monday at the beginning of the week, we are going to do a check-in topic. And I've been looking forward to this one ever since I saw it in meme form on the internet. It said, what advice do you have for people out there dating your ex? (laughs) (laughs) And I immediately screenshot it and sent it to Sam and was like, we're doing this. Um, I thought it was clever because like, you know, I think the superficial thing is like, run, don't do it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, here at Just Break Up, we want to dive in a little bit deeper. And I think it's I think it's real. Like, <laughs> do we? <laughs> I mean, skim the surface, you know, shave Mine was the like, surface. just as a warning, he's a liar. <laughs> <laughs> I just felt like, uh, you know, get what is the actual advice, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yours is. <laughs> <laughs> don't believe a fucking word he says. <laughs> That's funny because my first thing is believe his actions, not his words or song lyrics. (laughs) Uh, That's funny. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was also thinking for like a later ex or I should say earlier ex, um, 
you know, her to to the person dating her, I would say her discomfort or her suffering doesn't justify her cruelty or her criticism, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I think I thought that they went hand in hand and that they were because of one another. And maybe they are, but there's still no justification for being mean or controlling in a relationship, mm-hmm. no matter how hard her life has been or yep. no matter how hard she's struggling in this moment or, you know, how uncomfortable she is by whatever situation. Uh, yeah, I would say that. Uh-huh. What about you? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think I would say that uh, his self-confidence or his like external self-confidence is a mask for a deep-seated lack of mm. self-awareness and self-understanding. Um, and that's... Oh <laughs> going to say like self-love and you're like self-awareness yeah, like no, no. this bitch doesn't even know himself no, absolutely uh. not. um and that you can for sure have empathy for that um but also that like that's his work to do to yeah. find that sense yeah. of self and that sense of of love for himself that's not just yeah. <laughs> narcissism <laughs> yeah totally um, I had fun trying to think of, um, advice or I didn't have to try that hard, but thinking of advice for like an ex of mine that I st- still really respect and mm-hmm. admire. Yes. And the, the one piece of advice I settled on is, you know, to the new partner, your way of doing things is okay. <laughs> sure. That it yeah. doesn't just have, you know that particular ex saw like a right way and a wrong way. And I think because he was a great caretaker and a great person and he just was generally more stable and secure and and providing than I was, I often sort of deferred to his way of doing things. And that a lot of tension grew there because, Mm -hmm. you know, it's okay to have your own way of doing things. It really is. Um, even if all of the good intentions are there, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know, yeah. you can still do your, do it your way. Yep. Yeah. I'm trying to think of like another, also in the same line of like an ex that I still really like <laughs> or like really yeah. wish the best yeah. for. Um, yeah. And yeah, I think, I think the thing that I would, if he were dating someone else, I would say that like he has a lot of, um, he has some ideas about what intimacy should look like and how quickly it should be progressing. Mm. And, um, and so be effusive with your <laughs> desire for him and his like, what is the, what are you laughing at? <laughs> I'm sorry. I was drinking a smoothie and then I realized who you're talking about. This is a person that was like, we haven't said I love you yet. Like we're yeah. not moving fast enough. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then he broke up with you. <laughs> That's yeah, why that's I'm exactly sorry. Right. I was drinking and then I started to spit my drink out when I realized because you were like, he has an idea about like, absolutely. I'm really like, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sorry. So be like, be more outward with your affection. Like, uh, he's gonna need somebody who is going to be able to like show Ooh, that's affection very constructive. M- more more often than I certainly was because he he thought that I didn't care for him when I clearly did because of. Because of my yes. actions and not because of how I actually felt. Mm, that is actually like the one constructive piece of advice that we've given <laughs> so far. That towards the love, like, you know, blossoming or whatever. Oh, I, I hope that he finds love. He deserves it. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, you know what this exercise did was make me realize how glad I'm not dating any of these people anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's really real. <laughs> you know how glad I am that I'm not. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, no, no, none of them. Did I look back and think like, oh, take care of them. You know, they're just so deserving. I mean, of course they are. <laughs> they, are. they really, I do believe that, but like. I didn't look back um, and think like, oh, well, be good with his tender, sensitive, creative songwriting heart. You Uh know, (laughs) instead, I was like, you know, the fact that he doesn't ask about you, but talks about himself a ton is a red flag. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's really about like, how do you take care of yourself in this relationship? Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. That boyfriend he said he broke up with in New York. He didn't break up with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that one, he drinks way too fast. That's not normal. <laughs> not normal to drink a beer so fast. <laughs> this is way more fun. Way more fun to be petty. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then what would the people say to our spouses? Like, that's that's the real trick. It's oh, like, my what, God. What would our exes ta- say to our current spouses? run Uh, yeah no honestly (laughs) yes that person is literally losing their mind and you are unsafe with them okay well yeah no i agree or maybe like uh don't cheat on them because they can't handle it very well (laughs) (laughs) or no no in my case it would be like she's cheating on you (laughs) also like me which i'm not and i won't ever again anyway okay that was fun let's get into today's letter let's do it all right so this letter comes from beatrice anonymous whose pronouns are she her and they them who is writing to us from massachusetts hi sam sierra and spencer jbu means so much to me endless love to all three of you i 21 year old she they am partnered with simon 22 year old he they Simon is everything I could ever imagine for a partner. They're smart and funny and sweet and gentle and very attractive. We've been dating for four years and have seen each other grow through a lot. The pandemic, losses, mental and physical illness, and the highs and lows of college. We've really grown together. We've been long distance the whole time, which has been challenging, but ultimately makes us stronger. We love each other so, so much. However, I am polyamorous and Simon is not. Being monogamous is possible for me, but it's definitely not my preference. Simon, on the other hand, would prefer to be monogamous, but is willing to be in an open relationship. Being open allows us both to have flirtatious and physical relationships with other people. I would be happy if the relationship was even more open, but that is not something with which Simon is comfortable. So we both compromise to keep our relationship. Simon and I are both worried that at some point this could become a point of tension, resentment, and incompatibility. Simon would be happy marrying me now and never sleeping with anyone else ever again. I initially thought my polyamory was a phase, but I'm beginning to think it's a forever part of my identity. I'm still so young, so I don't know. I do know that I absolutely adore Simon and would do anything for them. We really don't want to break up. How do we contend with the fact that we're compatible now, but could grow in separate directions? All right, my darling, thank you so much for writing and trusting us with this letter. Uh, I think it's a great question to ask of ourselves in any situation. You know, how do we how do we grow together and we, you know, at the risk of growing apart? How do we love and despite that? And how do we talk about incompatibilities and 
do it transparently and with respect and hope for the future, you know, mm-hmm. as, as teammates. I think it's totally possible and we're going to get into a couple ways. But first, we have to take a very, very quick break. All right, y'all know that Sam and I record every single episode of Just Break Up virtually. So I literally see this beautiful person on Zoom like multiple times a week. And every time Sam pops up into Zoom, I comment on their outfit. And I swear, like 99% of the time, I'm like, oh my God, that, that outfit is so cute. Where did you get it? Sam says quince. You too can upgrade your wardrobe with luxury essentials at unbeatable prices. Quince is here to transform the way you shop with a range of high quality items priced within reach. That's right. They have 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14 karat jewelry. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middle person and passes that saving on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Y'all have heard me talk about my leather bag that I use as both a laptop bag and a diaper bag. And I love it because (laughs) (laughs) honestly, it looks really cute in every single circumstance that I use it. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash just break up for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash just break up to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash just break up. All right, head and heart workers, you know, I'm all about tackling our money shame and becoming fiscally empowered, regardless of how much money we make or how much debt we have. I think it's such a crucial step in our own self-acceptance and empowerment. That's why I love that today's episode is sponsored by Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. With Rocket Money, you can see all of your subscriptions in one place. And if you see something you don't want, you can just cancel it with a tap. You never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled unwanted subscriptions. And listen, we always talk to you about like conflict styles and open and honest communications, but honestly, save your energy and get Rocket Money to cancel those subscriptions for you. (laughs) Stop wasting money. You don't need to practice that. Yeah. (laughs) We don't need to do head and heart work with like customer service representatives. You know what I mean? Like just like... Use the middle person. (laughs) Just get Rocket Money in there to help you do what you need to do. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. That's rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. Rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. All right. Welcome back. Um, I really appreciate this letter because I I feel... kindred with you in this kind of like 
worrying about the what ifs, right? Like the idea of like, well, things are good now, but what happens when the other shoe drops or we're compatible in this moment, but what happens if I meet somebody and I really want to be with them and I want to be in a polyamory, right? Like all of these sort of what ifs. Um, and I think part of what can be helpful about this is really kind of thinking in about it in a really sort of like honest and practical way. So, right, like we can go through a whole list of like what ifs and and like really just like overwhelm ourselves with all of those different things. And that's probably not super helpful, right? Because like not every what if is going to come true. What not every what if is probable, like not every what if is something that we need to plan for. But I do think that as you and Simon are figuring out like what your relationship currently looks like and kind of talking continuously as things go forward, it's probably good to prepare for some things that that are probably going to happen, right? Like that are 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 kind of likely to to really think about, right? Knowing the fact that you are somebody who is polyamorous and he is somebody who prefers monogamy, it's probably there are probably going to be moments where things but heads, right? In lots of different ways. You know what I mean? It's it's like this is an incompatibility, but it's not like the biggest incompatibility, right? Like in the same way that, you know, if one of you is like really focused on your career and like is open is wanting to move somewhere else and the other person or the other people are not into that and want to stay where they're at, right? Like that's an incompatibility that we're going to have to talk about, right? And prepare for. If I get a job in Seattle, are you going to move with me? Are we going to do long distance, right? Like or is is that going to be something that breaks us up, right? Like having some of these conversations around like not necessarily planning for like every what if, but for some big what ifs that are kind of likely is helpful, not just in the way that it can help prepare us for things that's like that could and would likely happen, but also because like developing that muscle getting into that practice of having those types of conversations makes it easier for us when we're in the moment and there's a big clash happening and people are feeling all sorts of different things to be able to like go back to those muscles and say like, okay, well, we've talked about this before. We have practice getting uncomfortable in talking about this kind of stuff. So like, let's go back there. We've done this before we're, we're, we've got it. Like, let's, let's go for it. Let's, let's use those tools now in this moment of crisis that we've been developing in times when things were really good. That's, that's the key for me right there, because I do believe that navigating conflict is a, a to, is a skill that we develop. It's a muscle that we grow and it is unique to each relationship because it's unique to the people and the personalities and the baggage that come to those partnerships. Um, and what Sam is saying here is so, is so on point. The idea that, you know, this isn't a doom sentence for your relationship. And this isn't a incompatibility that's, uh, right in front of your faces happening right now. Like you're happy right now. You are sustaining right now. But as you said in the letter, like this is an, is an incompatibility that could affect you long-term, that could affect the choices that you make, the shared vision that you have for your relationship. So yeah, how are you practicing now talking about well, what are our options? What would it look like if we did this route? What would it look like if we did this right route? How how would it feel? How would how would we sustain it? How would we nurture ourselves on this path versus this path? This is 
wildly not the same, but about every three months, my wife and I talk about taking my daughter out of daycare because it's ungodly expensive. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, you know, I, I don't make a ton of money as a, as a creative person. And, but we, but we put her in daycare because we, we need the, the free time I need to work and it's good for her and yada, yada. But like every three months we're like, Oh my God, this daycare bill, are you kidding me? And we go back and forth and we say, all right, what would it look like if we took her out of daycare? How would, how would Sierra mommy manage her workload? You know, how would mommy get alone time away from that child? (laughs) You know, (laughs) how would we do X, Y, and Z? What would this look like? What would it look like if we stayed there? And we, constantly have these conversations every three months or so. Like every time we're like, Oh God, we'd love to have that daycare money. Um, And you know what we love about it is that even though we're always having this conversation or we're returning to it on this sort of cyclical basis, because it does feel like a little bit of an unknown or, or, or something in our relationship. After we have the conversation, we feel more committed to our decision to keep her in daycare for the time being, right? We actually, it's like we have the conversation about taking her out so that we can decide more consciously, more intentionally to keep her in, right? And it, it's, and then we were, because what, when we have the conversation, we remember why it's worth it, why the money, the, the steep daycare bill is worth it because of all of these reasons. And I feel like this I, I your relationship's not daycare bill it's not a daycare bill but i feel like the same thing could happen especially since you're you have this you know good true you know long lasting relationship especially at your, at your age if you continue to have this conversation you know every every couple months or so or every 6 months or whatever schedule a check in you know a, a biannual check in and you practice sitting in the discomfort of the unknown and sitting in the discomfort that yes, this is an incompatibility, but all relationships have opportunity costs. All relationships function with some incompatibility. Like that, that's the other thing I want to bring up in this conversation is that that word isn't a death sentence for your love. Uh, you know, Willow and I are incompatible in certain ways because she's way more of a morning person than I am. I mean, not really at this point, the baby sort of forces you to be a morning person. Um, But like, you know, incompatibilities aren't just the big capital I incompatibilities. Like I want children and they don't, or I want to live in Alaska and they want to live in Florida. There's smaller incompatibilities like you're a vegetarian and they're a, they're a meat eater, you know, mm-hmm. you're, you like to binge your TV shows. They like to watch them one at a time, you know, sure. and, and how do you find each other in the middle of that? And I know polyamory, polyamory and monogamy, it's, it's, it's somewhere in the middle. It's not, um, well, no, it, it is as big or as, as important as it is to you. Sure. Right. But mm-hmm. it's not, it's not as trivial as how you're going to watch Netflix. Right. Um, but I know that you can, you can talk about it in a way that explores the edges of it, explores the potential of the conflict, explores the potential of the sacrifice. Either of you will, 
would and could make for one another. Or, and, that's the right word, and explores, you know, what are the parameters that you're not comfortable with, you know? Um, I know this isn't like a tangible, like, it's going to be okay, or you are going to be together forever, or you should just be monogamous, or you should just be polyamorous, like, because we can't, nor would we ever say that. Um, But we do really believe in your ability to talk about it and how that talking, exploring, as uncomfortable as it may be in the beginning, is a huge huge well of strength and knowledge and and practice for you yeah and i i really appreciate the idea of like sort of radical acceptance right where we're like we are choosing to do this we are choosing to be in this relationship with each other daycare (laughs) yeah exactly yes absolutely right we're choosing to be in this relationship despite our differing sort of understandings of what our ideal relationship would look like right we are choosing to practice maybe like a semi-open, semi-closed situation, right? There's there's lots of different ways that we can choose, but you two are you are you are actors with choices in this in this yeah. situation. Like and yeah. I and I want to empower you to feel like that is something that's available to you. Cause that's that's really how it is. And and what I will say is that like, you know, Sierra and I are talking about the importance of of really having these conversations, sort of preparing for things that are probably going to happen, you know, thinking about like, are we still good or do we need to shift? Does something need to change? I will say that like, that is not going to prevent bad things from happening, right? Like there is a world in which you two do grow separately in a way where you are no longer compatible in this relationship. Like that happens in relationships all the time. Right. Right. So I don't want to say like this will prevent you from, you know, breaking up or getting to a point where you can't be together. But I do think that like having this level of trust and respect for each other makes that discernment around whether or not this relationship is working for both of you much easier than if you were both not talking about it and unhappy with how it's going. Right. Like that's how resentments continue to build. That's how right things become sort of toxic. But doing yes. this type of work can help do that. Is it is it possible that you'll still break up in like a big cloud of toxicity? Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's hap- that's true for all of us, hundred <laughs> yep. percent. Yeah. Uh, but again, it's about like how do we prepare for and accept the fact that we are on two different paths because we're two different people in the same relationship, but having two different experiences of that relationship. Right. And that we are gonna move towards and away from each other in lots of different ways. But if we continue to commit to seeing each other as full humans with lots of richness of our own experiences and the idea that we may grow closer, we may go apart, but that's okay because we're both humans who respect and appreciate each other becomes easier to make those decisions about whether or not the relationship is actually working for us. And if we need to part ways because it's not anymore, or if we need to recommit because it's working really well for both of us. Yes. Yeah. And, and listen, that's difficult for all of us. No, none of us want to enter in such a vulnerable partnership that is the unknown, right? Like, like none of us sign up to be like, oh my God, I'm going to love you even though at any given moment the universe could take you from me or that we could grow apart from each other um, or that 
something so unknown could happen or so, so unforeseen. Um, that's hard for all of us to truly, truly sit in. But that is the vulnerability of loving. And that is like our life's mission is showing up for that. You know, not to say that you're meant to be together, but that your heart is meant to risk like this, you know, mm. to not risk even, but to 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 be open to the unknown, mm-hmm. you know? It because it's never it's never known. Even the things we think that are like so sure or or concrete or or given, they're never guaranteed ever. For sure. Um so this is this is a part of of not just loving but of being human. Mm-hmm. So my darling, I hope that this helps. Um and truly genuinely good luck on these conversations i believe that you can have them and i believe that they will be beneficial to you and and hopefully beneficial to your relationship absolutely thank you so much for writing uh we love you we love you so much All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. If you would like more content from us or if you would like ad-free episodes, you can always support us on Patreon. If you support us on Patreon for as little as $5 a month, you'll get an additional bonus weekly episode as well as access to all of our episodes without ads. That's patreon.com slash justbreakuppod. You can slide into our DMs, send us your favorite relationship memes, but most importantly, you can submit your questions about all matters of the heart at justbreakuppod.com. Dot com, which is also where you can find our merchandise. Please remember to like, follow, subscribe, give us a five-star rating and review. This literally keeps our mics on and helps us reach more brokenhearted souls who need two random strangers giving them relationship advice. Just Break Up is a production of Duvid Media Original Music Recording, Editing, Producing All Magical Things by Spencer Worth Davis, a.k.a. Big Cats. Make sure to check out his podcast and music. And remember... We never know what is promised to us, what is guaranteed. We can only communicate what we know to be true right now. And we can take that communication and come into new understanding. At any given moment, we can gain new clarity. And if all else fails, just break up.